0: So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Flow to Freedom. Welcome to this episode of Flow to Freedom. Today, we are talking about something that is really important. A lot of times on the podcast, when it's me and Rock and we're not doing an interview, we go really deep into a lot of actionable things. Let us know if it's too much. <laughs> like, we, I guess we, we get a little concerned in the, in the dialogue we're having right now, wondering that we're talking about... <sighs> what we're doing day to day. And we just want to make sure that people are like, this is too far too much. So today we thought we really need to pull this back a little and walk outside of finance and stuff and go more towards the start where I think a lot of people may be. And let us know how this goes. Your guys' feedback has been awesome. Remember, me and Rock, we're doing this on our time. We don't get paid for this. If you could jump on and give Cashflow to Freedom five-star rating and give us a good review, that makes a huge difference. So we'd appreciate it. But today, we're going to go right to the start. We're going to go when you're sitting there trying to figure out what it is you're doing, goal setting, planning and uh, trying to set the course to to get to your desired results. Like how, you know, how do you go about that? And I think a lot of pe- we're all there at some point, all of us, um, and I think a lot of people, get stuck there they never even get to take a first step
1: yeah and it starts with a kind of identifying what you want and what your goals are to or i guess reverse engineering what your goals are so that you can accomplish what you're thinking yeah and this is something you helped me a lot with when i first met you because i had these ambitions that i I wouldn't even call them goals and i had no method like no roadmap or no thought process of how i'd get how i'd get to live like the life i was thinking about and i remember you put it to numbers I think I I had some arbitrary number and it could be, for you, it could be whatever number you think of when you're thinking financially free, financial independence, and you equated it to duplexes, right? Because I told told you I'd wanted to achieve it by investing in duplexes and whatever I was buying. And you were like, yeah, you'd have to buy 32 duplexes in the next six years. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. You know, and it was like such a shock because you don't really put math to your goals unless you kind of understand how that type of business works. And I didn't understand. Um, So I guess it first comes with understanding and then being able to apply math to your goals because that obviously wasn't the way I did it. I, I had to change my path.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me, too, when you talk about understanding, I feel that and this happens to everyone, obviously, when you're young, and you're figuring out your direction and where you want to go, you're trying to understand, I guess, ambitions and desires, and how that equates to a life that you really want to live. And we're surrounded by so much noise, I feel that a lot of times we get very confused in what we think we want. Is it really what we want, or is this just a projection of other people's and Thoughts and yeah. desires. And that can be hard for a lot of people. And you see this obviously very prevalent in young people that have, I guess, less time. And it's like, well, what do you want? Well, you know, I want to be a millionaire and I want to have a Ferrari or whatever it is like, well, why do you want those things? Yeah. And there tends to be no real good answer. And then that makes it even harder because if, if you don't understand, if your goals are not set on desires that are higher than superficial, you're never going to achieve them. It just doesn't work that way. And I think we all know that. And so drilling in and creating true value for yourself on those goals and identifying things that, you know, really make you tick Mm -hmm. are the things that really you will get up in the morning when you're tired, when it sucks to work for it you got to identify the right goal or you're just not going to do it. And you're going to give up on it and you're going to walk past it. and You're going to go on to something else, which is what happens the majority of the time.
1: Yeah. What do you think? How do you think people find that thing though?
0: You know, I think finding the thing it's, I look at, first of all, I teach, you know, me and Rock, we actually teach at a school that my wife owns and built and the kids, we teach entrepreneurship, finance, business, and we, and we try to help them understand how the economy works and that we have inside forces and outside forces that are affecting their lives and they need to understand how their lives play within this realm. I gave everybody a financial journal and the financial journal has nothing to do with writing, down what you're spending and what you're buying. It has absolutely not nothing to do with that. It has to do with understanding. So I said, why don't we break this down? And it was kind of very similar to the, that discussion we had. Do you break down what you want? So let's take five things that you want in life. What do you want? Five kids? Do you just want to travel all the time? Do you want to be financially free? Do you want to be an astronaut? Whatever it is. Then let's Go from there. I want you to start working backwards, and let's look at the resources that you need—not just money, overall resources, time, people, on and on and on—to achieve or get to these things. You do that by going out and talking. So now they have an assi- assignment. You want to be an astronaut? Get a hold of some astronauts. Get out there. Go talk to NASA. Figure out what it is. I know a lot of people once they start digging into those desires, realize, oh, I liked a certain aspect of that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Li- I don't like that at all. Yeah. And then they need to pivot. The idea is to close that feedback loop as quick as possible. That's why I suggest writing it down right. and creating a plan. Okay, this week, I'm going to dive into this. I'm going to learn everything about it. I'm going to take what I don't like, put it on one side, and what I do like, and I'm going to put it on another. And what you may find is once you take out the stuff you don't like and the stuff you do like, it may di- change your direction in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. That's how it worked for me when... When I was young, I just, it was all about building an empire, right? I just wanted to own everything, right? And mm-hmm. not that that's entirely changed, but- <laughs> Well, but you are super I, old now, so- I, I am 35, <laughs> so I'm <just> <laughs> <laughs> But when it, I think really it got down to it, my first and foremost desire was to be financially free. I wanted to be in control of my time and my life and be able to make decisions on my own. Right. And that was something that I learned. I think that's something that is fairly standard to people too, right? I started having kids. It's after you graduate college and you're in the like l- real life. Yes, is what, exactly. Because you
1: start to get exposed to oh, there's no barrier. Like you, you don't have help anywhere, yeah. Yeah. and you have to figure it out. And then yep. you start to bring reality into what you want.
0: Well, you know, I look, look at my case. I get so I go into sales, right? Which was awesome because I could make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until years of just. Working nonstop and just, yeah. you know, knocking on every single door that I could find, talking to everybody, getting these companies looking like an idiot, feeling stuff that I got. I'm like, this is great. I'm making a lot of money. But then you sit down and I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. And I couldn't figure out how to get there. And I'm looking at this, sitting here going, okay, I'm, I'm 10 years down this road. Yeah. What am I missing? It took it, it took me that long to, to realize what I was actually chasing. This financial independence would never come from this avenue. There's different ever. vehicles. There's so, different vehicles, and that wouldn't get me because there. there's target goals.
1: I would say, like everyone has like that idea that you want to have time freedom, you want to have monetary freedom, and you want to have like uh, health and happiness or whatever. That I think that's a good bucket, like yeah. good buckets. Yeah. And then everyone has their vehicles of getting there. Some might go become a doctor because they're like, oh, I'm going to make a ton of money and I'll be able to do like like, you know, you kind of build these frameworks and I think when you do the exercise you're talking about where you write it down, you start to realize, oh, well, if I become a doctor, I have to go to school for 12 years and I have to go $300,000 in debt. And you start to build out the actual reality of the situation and it kind of kills all these avenues that you thought may have worked and you have to realign your beliefs to find new ones. And that's kind of what I did. I remember when I was graduating high school, I was going to go... I was probably going to go into engineering or some sort of business. And I remember wanting to, I dropped out like a a year after that because I was like, that's not what I want, but I also don't know what I want. So I'm just going to go work. And while I'm working, I started learning about e-commerce and real estate. And I I built a new framework and met, and that was around the same time I met you. And I was able to align where I'd want to be because you were already there. And then I just needed to create my avenue through e- e-commerce and real estate. And I was able to build my, I can see how, how I'd end up somewhere around where you're at. And I think a lot of people miss that because they, they're they missing pieces and they'll, there's really no way of learning Yeah, except for time. Yeah. You know?
0: It, you know, you're exactly right. And I think the way that you can accelerate time is surrounding yourself with others that are already at... I guess your end goal, yep. because two, that'll also tell you this guy is awesome. I want to be like him, or I thought I wanted to be like that, but that dude's a jerk. That's true, right? And that happens so many times for me. I'd be like, "Oh, this guy's so awesome. I want to emulate his life." And the more I got to know him, the more that started to dwindle very, yep. very quickly. And like, actually. I wanted uh, what I thought you did because you had a big house and nice cars, everything like that. What I realize is the reality of your situation. I don't want any of that. How they live. Uh-huh. How they live, their relationship with their family. Yeah. And you have a really high-paying, stre- stressful job. And there is, was just no stability to it. Yep. You're running on debt, you're basically paycheck to paycheck, even though you're whatever, an attorney or these type of thing. And that just, I really, really quickly got away from that. I was just like, man, I, it, what I originally thought that I wanted, I didn't. And there, and you know, when in the sales, like the sales, I used that to pivot, just like you use yours. I think there's the key thing to do is first of all, when finding out you have to take action, Mm -hmm. right? And you
1: can't get stuck on one, one way.
0: no because no, if I was stuck open. I'd still be in
1: the same spot yeah just hammering my head against the wall not getting anywhere and you're right I think you you gotta take action uh, not be stuck on your way and then find somebody who's kind of there so you can start to emulate and and just ask
0: well and this is important because when you talk about st- stuck you're talking about mental models in which have been built into most of us yeah and those mental models lots of times need to be built broken down so you can understand what was put there and what you're putting. That's (laughs)
1: That's exactly, hard. and and the thing is, is somebody, the only people that can give you accurate mental models are the people that have done it. Yes. And so you're you're the reason you're not having success, you're not re- re- reaching where you want to be, is because you're living in a mental model that can't get you there. But you also aren't even aware that another one exists. Yeah. And so you need somebody to come and, sh- and shatter that paradigm, because that's what you did. I remember, I remember being like, oh crap, like like my plan, my dead set plan, <laughs> like it's so funny now because it's just like that, ho- that plan was horrible, and it would have never. <laughs> Gotten me there, and you just broke it in like one meeting. You're just like, dude, that's not gonna work. And I think a lot of people would have been like, no, dude, screw you. Like that will work, and because you're a hater, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. That's right. And and you're not a hater. You're just like no. telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And I've done it so many people because I because also once you can do it and once you figure it out, you can see other people doing the wrong thing all the yep. time. I see it all the time. Yep. And whenever you, you like, people tell you one or two ways, they'll be like, oh, tell me more. Like how do how do I fix it? Um, because you could easily say that, oh, you can't get – you're not going to become financially free if you're working a job. But you can. You just need to use your job to get to become financially free. Like, exactly. It's a different way of looking at the yes. problem. But, uh, but
0: you need to address – you're right. You need to address, first of all, that there is a problem. Yeah. And that there is a solution and an alternative. Always. But most of the time, our pride in our own predisposed notions of how things should be yep. – block us from actually seeing those opportunities and arriving there. And I think that's another reason it's so powerful to meet others that are there because it's, it's more undeniable. Like, look, here's my finances. Look, here's a, like, and yeah. two, I'm a salesperson. So I, I don't mind asking questions and being a little intrusive. I would do that all the time. Yeah. I'd be sitting in a meeting. They're like, oh, this, and somebody would be telling me out everything. You know, I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. So how much money do you make? Like first time I've ever met him. Yeah. Okay that's so much you gross. So what are you netting? What are your expenses? Yeah. Like how do you feel about this? And I I'm going to ask all the questions I can because I want to get to the real source. And I knew that so much of it was masked mm-hmm. that I'm like, no, I'm going to ask questions. And the people that didn't want to talk to me about the answers always, uh, were always the people that fronting. ended up like, yep, exactly. And I'm like, I need to avoid that situation. But then there were other people that were like, "Whoop, here, I'll tell you everything." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you have obviously nothing tied to and they're comfortable and they will show me and then they'll show me how to get there. Yeah. And they're not going to fill you with crap and everything else like that. And that's really important to get the feedback loop that you're generating, you know, is only as good as who's giving it to you. Yeah, And so identifying that source to be a correct source. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen people whose mentors were nothing what they thought they'd been. And they just wasted a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of their life. It's, it's terrifying because
1: if you think about it, like. The amount of time, especially when you're younger, because I feel like time's more valuable when you're younger because the compound it's effect,
0: repercussions, yes, are way greater. The ripple
1: effect, mm-hmm. and like I always think, like if I hadn't have met you, and tw- when I was 20, I'd probably still be working like some customer service job because I probably wouldn't have gone back to school, yeah. so I wouldn't have had a degree to even get a better job or yeah. anyone having the opportunity. And I'm, I always think about how many people kind of just stifle their opportunities by just remaining where they are, and the ripple effect of that decision it ruins their life without them knowing it. And I think, oh, who was saying this? I was listening to a podcast. I think it was, where, it might've been a yes theory video with Tom Tom Bilyeu. He was talking about how when you're young, you should do the highest, most people take a low job or like low income jobs and they uh, just kind of do what the bare minimum or what they yep. can. But he was saying how you should do the most high impact thing you can possibly try to find. High risk, high income, high impact thing because the time that you'll spend, 20 to 25 working your customer service job versus just trying to figure out something that could possibly be better, it's a better investment to try because the long game of doing the customer, uh, and I'm just saying customer service because yes. it's I, I made 12 bucks yeah. an hour. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, that is... It's the repercussions and the ripple effect of not taking the risk, not taking the chance or doing
0: the higher impact thing. Well, and you have and you you have more ability to do that. When me and my wife were first married, I had my sales job. I'm out knocking doors. I'm calling people. I'm going from you know business to business. Yeah. I'm failing all the Call, time, constantly every door that I knock. First of all, that's okay. I'm young and dumb. I didn't care about it anyways. But second of all, too, I didn't need to succeed because my wife, she had an awesome job where she was waiting tables at a Chinese restaurant and they gave her great tips. And so we made easily $1,200 a month. And when you're 22, that's that you was need. awesome. Yep. We lived in a little apartment above an auto body shop. And then we spent $300 a month on our mortgage or not mortgage, our uh, rent. And uh, we had a little truck with a low payment and and so we're sitting here going, geez, we're like, we're pocketing her. We were basically balling, yeah. you know? And so I could just go out and be stupid and I could fail all day long. But the lessons that I was learning was just that once that snowball started to kick in, yep. once again, the repercussions of it were huge. And uh, I had the opportunity to do that. But it's funny, if looking back now, that I can't do right now what no. I could do then. I, hey, I can't, same.
1: can't do it. Your responsibilities go up. Your yep. life your life circumstances can change immediately. Exactly. Like if you, okay, if your parents get sick, you have to take care of your parents now. Yep. You can't go start a business. Yep. And, and it's just those things I always think about. It's like you you're responsible for your actions, but you're, and you're responsible for your lifestyle, but accepting what you currently have, because that's what you have. That's a choice. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not something that you, it's something that you can control. It's not something that's out of your control. Yeah. You just have to consciously make the decision to always be trying to get yourself out of that space.
0: Well, and then you take the next step. Okay. So now I'm have a successful career down the road. I have, We have this family business. It's all sales. We get commissioned, but it's great. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm now, what was like 30 years old. This isn't going to get me to where I want to go. So what I do, I risked everything and went in a different direction. Even though, look, it, once again, By changing hindsight the vehicle. is all 2020. Changing my thinking, but also looking back, it was ludicrous to risk what I had because it was so good. Mm-hmm. I was probably at where most people wish they would be. Yeah. You know, I was making really good money from a sales job that I'd built for a decade. I had a great client base that I ran and they they loved me, everything else like that, but it wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to go. So we pivoted and I risked it and that paid off. Well, we went and found the right people to help craft us a solution and a way to get. We chose a right, the right vehicle, which we knew was very, very important. Which was real estate. Which was real estate. Going from sales to real estate, because merging we, the two. Exactly. Because we learned this avenue and we compared different vehicles yep. and we did it mathematically. We broke down spreadsheets and I looked at all these avenues and said, okay, this one. In 30 years, the effects of going down this trail er, real estate are economical yeah. compared to what we were doing now, which would have basically been staying at what I call a treadmill <laughs> because they were clients. I'd lose some and I'd have to sell some more and I'd always have to be running. I could never stop. That game never ended. And that was absolutely what I was trying to avoid. So we went all in a different direction. Now, this meant I had, at the time, I had three kids- I risked what me and my wife had built, which was really good. And uh, not only that, but I basically worked three jobs. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. I'd work all day and all night my wife and kids saw me very, very little. I was building another company on the side. Plus I had these other, or I was building this other financial vehicle. Plus I had these other side things plus my all day consulting. And then I was working for the large national company, which I was traveling a lot for. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to make those decisions and it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but It comes down to, I think, if you know what your goal is and it has meaning for you and you have an understanding of it, then you're going to do what it takes, at least.
1: You should. Because some people get get stuck. They'll get stuck. uh, Their goal is there. But then they're like, I'm not not willing to risk it. And that might be the right decision for you at that time. But there's also your windows kind of close. People say, oh, no, it's never too late to start. But your windows kind of do close every now and then on certain opportunities.
0: I think, and and this is something, it's a good topic to bring up. Because if I was having my job and I was like, listen, I'm leaving all my clients. I'm telling you this. Why? Because I'm going to go start a pig farm in Africa, and everybody's like, have you ever been to Africa? Nope. Have you ever ran a pig farm? Nope. Why do you want to do this? I just have a gut feeling. That would be a very bad decision to make. And this is very important to understand. When I pivoted into another financial vehicle, it wasn't something that I'm talking about, follow your hopes and your dreams. First of all, it wasn't an emotional-based decision. It's not like I decided, wow, I love storage so much. There's something about people putting their junk on a cement floor in an empty box that gets it me turns up every me day. Day. On. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> happen. It doesn't work like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the reason we chose that path was because of a lot, a lot of research, a lot of timing. It wasn't hopes and dreams. It was very meticulously. I planned it out. I had a lot of help from other people. I remember I had this guy that he... He specialized in apartment complexes in planning out and creating these big financial analysis to do projections whether a, a project would be successful or not throughout the Midwest. I called him up, said, "How much do you want i 'm going to pay you and me and him worked for months in creating an exact formula and the cost and the expenditures that it would have to make, so I could compare different results. And then I had to go find the right people that I had to bring on board. We went and jumped to part of the association. There was so much work that went into it. Mm. Now, obviously it was to me, one of the best things I could have ever done. It afforded financial freedom that saved my family's life. When I went into the hospital and on and on and on. But making that leap is it's hard.
1: I view it as part of the goal because yes. you, you're still reverse engineering your goal as you're living. Yeah. And that you were, you were at a ceiling And you had to make a shift so that you can keep going to where you need to go. So bringing it all the way back around. Obviously, you have to take action. You have to set your goal. You have to reverse engineer your goal and surround yourself with people. But then you also need to be able to realize where the ceilings are. Yes. And if you're at a ceiling, let's say you make... A lot of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and you work your sixty-five hours, eighty hours a week, and you're working too much. That or in your opinion, too much, because yeah. that's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're working too much, and you you you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to retire because this my retirement goal is X. You know, wait a lot, and so you might need to pivot into owning your own business, buying a business, or investing into something that has a way of returning the amount you need to hit your mark, you know, yeah. I, I can't, uh, there's so many avenues and so many ways you can yeah. do that, but that's what you're but basically you're right. explaining. You yeah.
0: Reverse engineer. So yep. you're setting up and once again, back to these notebooks and planners that I hand, the goal was for them to figure out what they wanted. And you do that once again, by reverse engineering, you put down, all right. And, and lots of times it's interesting because, you know, you got, you guy and say, oh, I may want a Ferrari, which, well, you don't want the car, that's a status symbol, and you want to be a man of status, which is not bad at all, so maybe we should look at something, a high-packed impact thing that you can do to help other people or gain variety or whatever it may be, and they may say, that's actually what I want. Um, And you start putting down these things that you think you want, and then you start reversing it, why do you want it? So then you got to ask yourself, what is the purpose? Why do you desire that thing? And you you bring it all the way back. Then you can put a cost upon that. So let's just say, all right, I've decided that what I really want is I want financial freedom. But to that financial freedom involves I want to live in the winter somewhere, in the summer somewhere. So okay, I got two houses that I need. I want three kids, and I want to live on my own time. I'm willing to work five hours a week, no more, whatever that may be. And there's a price tag for time, and there's a price tag for your time. That's all you're doing is you're swapping out and you're paying for time. So you figure out what that cost is. If you're wanting to be financially free, you have to expend a certain amount of capital and money, generate a certain amount of returns, and you need a financial vehicle that can get you there. When I was doing that, I had huge expectations. Mm-hmm. That was one of the problems that started out. My idea of financial freedom is probably very different than other people's. So For me, I knew I had to allocate all this capital, I had to work all these these jobs. Not only that, but I had to basically make no money for years doing it because every cent that I earned, I had to put back into the company. Then I had to build out a management company to operate my assets still paying all these other people to do things before I could make any money. And you had to. I had to layer this and layer this and layer this. And you have to build it out right to accomplish that. When you're creating this plan, so you've reverse engineered it. Here's the lifestyle you want. Here's the amount. Then the next step to find this vehicle, it's really important. Understanding the goal, once again, comes back down to understanding the vehicle. Because a lot of people, for me, my goal wasn't necessarily a money mark. It was more security, that financial freedom part. That's why it led me to real estate as opposed to saying, oh, I'm just going to go do a tech startup because I want to be a billionaire, whatever it may be. I said, no, no, no. I really value security. Now, although I valued security and I wanted passive income coming in, I also needed control of the asset because I needed to generate higher. I needed to generate higher than average returns. Right. In fact, much higher. To reach your goal. To reach my goal. Right. So then I came to a real estate asset that you could manipulate, so to speak. It was more, acted more like a business as we thought. So storage had product services, we could buy underperforming assets, turn them around. It was more hands-on, but I knew that I could eventually build a management company that could run it for me. Yep. So picking the right vehicle, Determined, and lots of people, I feel, they pick a vehicle that is not really in line with their wants. It doesn't scale either, and it doesn't scale at all. Most of the time, it's a high a high income job or a job yes. of some kind or something that acts like a job because they're focusing only on the money yep. part. Not so they're the looking to replace the money. They're not looking at lifestyle. Yep. They're not looking at. Or two, what they're doing. How many people have become dentists and have regretted it afterwards because they looked at, okay, here's what the salaries are on a piece of paper. The average dentist makes X, so I'm going to go do that, only to realize they didn't want to have their hands in people's mouths all day, every day. Happens with a lot of things. A lot of things. So understanding the amount, but also the type of life and how you want to live your life is very, very important. Because once again, you're going to start down that road and this road to live life on your own terms. I don't care who you are. That's a lot to ask for. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to ask for in today's society. It doesn't come easy and it doesn't come cheap. So if you want to live a life that you design and basically what is not instead of what is given to you then you're not gonna be able to quit. And if you're not doing it for the right reasons, money will never work. It will never keep you going. So if you're doing it just to get the amount, you're gonna drop out, you're gonna stop being a dentist, you're gonna have all this medical debt, and then you're gonna to have to go get another job that pays less so you can be happy it's just a failing proposition. So the finance, the vehicle that takes you to your goals needs to align with both things. It needs to align with the, let's call it salary income, whatever it may be to achieve certain things that you want, but then also the lifestyle that you desire, right? Like I would never be happy in Arizona. I love the mountains and I love the snow. I need to stay in the Northern Rockies. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter what I do in Arizona. I would end up quitting and coming back. So that was, that would be a terrible use of my time to go down there, spend six years trying to do something and be like, I hate all this. I was only doing this for a salary. I'm moving back up North. I lost all that time. I lost all that effort. Right? So when looking at that financial vehicle, it really does need to, fit those two things. Yeah. That's why franchises can be a great option for people.
1: Franchises. I mean, there's, there's a lot of options. The, yes. the same way you did storage. Is, is the reason I did e-commerce is because I realized I'm not going to do any type of job like that. At least none, none of them that would have paid me a high income quickly. And so I had to create my own and that e-commerce was the only way I could find, um, to, to, to realize that. And it worked luckily. Yeah. Well, um, it,
0: it, But to you, you realized I, it. I don't think people are brutally honest enough with themselves. Yeah. And I also think too most of the time their expectations are too low. And what what I mean by that is they think that oh if I make six figures I can live this absolutely glorious life. Right. And they're a little naive and instead of going and finding out the truth, they just want to live with the dream. Yeah. And they're okay being naive about it because that's a happy place as opposed to looking at the real circumstance and situation or realizing that doing what you're doing will never get you there
1: yeah yeah and i wanted to yeah you need complete control and and something super scalable something that i could kind of have management for that would infinitely grow for as much as i wanted it to and i think the internet allows you to do a lot of things on it to, that, that allow that and you use i use the real estate for security and you kind of get the best of both worlds like that in that way and that's how I build my goal, because my goal I think lifestyle
0: is, too. Yeah, the internet you don't have to be in a certain location. Things yeah. like that you could be in do things wherever you want. Time yeah. you wanted to work at night, you could do that. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like,
1: I I I think. It depends on the level of your goal. I think my my ideas are much bigger than most. So, like, if you want, like, if you're listening to this and you want to make 150 grand a year and surf, I would just pick the internet. I would just go and build a business online because that the the thing about the internet now and the technology that's coming out, like shot, like the way Shopify is growing and the way Amazon's platform works, you can be so removed and make six figures. It's and r- easily. And I say easily, it's simple. It's it's going to take work, but it's simple. It's nothing complica- complex if you start to look into it. It allows you to achieve those monetary goals pretty quickly and still have the lifestyle goal locked in. Now, if you want to take it to the next level and start to buy companies and you're building like a conglomerate of brands or SaaS products or whatever it is, it's still the same thing, just multiplied with management. And I think that a high income goal, you need to have some way of removing your time and infinitely being able to scale. Because if you can't do those two things, then you're going to be tied in by the hours in the day or your just your your mental capacity. And that's, that's kind of what caps a lot of people.
0: You know, and I think, okay, so this brings up a lot of really good points that need to be addressed. One of the first things uh, that I'd say is your idea on the goal. Whatever your goal is, you almost always need to double it to achieve half of it. I think that's pretty... S- Pretty standard. You want to make $150,000 a year, you better shoot for $300,000 because then, after expenses, everything else get tied in. You can, but you know we. The four steps to financial freedom that we have in cash flow to freedom, once again, is getting out of bad debt, creating multiple streams of income, a scalable process, right? This vehicle has to be scalable and then separating your time from your income. When you start to analyze wealth vehicles in this way, can I truly scale this? And do I need to make 50000 or 300000 that's really going to start limiting the scope of what a vehicle can produce. If I want to make $10 million a year in five years, you're probably going to need to be in tech. Yep. Now, if you say... I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to make $60,000 a year. I just want it to be guaranteed to come in. And I don't care if it takes me 20 years. You definitely want to be in real estate, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So you need to design this. But at the end of the day, there has to be a functionality of it to separate your time. One of the reasons that separating your time is so important, not just on the financial freedom part, but also on the scalable process part. If you're not separating your time from your work, you're not scaling. And most of the time, you just end up buying yourself a job. Which, buying it brings up the next point you mentioned. I'm a huge, huge fan of entrepreneurship through acquisition. Mm -hmm. I think that spending you know, who is it? Abraham Lincoln said if I had to chop down a log, if I had three days to chop down, I'd spend the first day sharpening the axe. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, similar. (laughs) uh, Spend all your time sharpening the axe, yeah. There's something about sharpening an axe before you get started. Sharp axe cut fast. (laughs) Exactly. Ancient (laughs) ancient Chinese proverb. (laughs) But I think if you look at it and you go, if I wanted to be in this industry, I don't know how successful I can be or it may take me a long time to get it. If you spent the time saving and doing your research finding competitive advantages and then getting other people on board with you and then finding a company that you may think is underperforming or not doing as well and acquiring that company yeah i mean it's like steroids it just
1: it's yeah you buy it and you improve the processes you scale it and you you you're off to the races and two it's
0: more secure it gets you you to your goal yeah
1: it's a it's a vehicle that's has all the aspects of getting you to your goal, as long as you're buying a decent business.
0: Exactly. It's something that you can analyze the known returns. The One of the problems that I think you can be in that is you're going all in. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You're jumping into the deep end. So you better not have a question that's a lot of work if you to, like it or not. That, yeah. Exactly. And usually you're risking other people's money, whether that's bank or friends and family. So that might not be for everyone, but that's a good way to supercharge your your process and your progress. Yeah. So anyways, that's a lot on goals. I think that's good. I hope that was helpful. It gives it's, more of a...
1: It gives more of a detailed thought process to how to come to your goal. Yeah. And I think that's the thing a lot of people miss. It's easy to write down some, some, some sentences on a piece of paper, Yeah. but without like this type of deep analysis and into what why do these things work and how do I get there? I think it's, it's the goal might mean a lot less than if you do this process.
0: And, and two along with goals. I mean, I guess we just skipped over this stuff because it's a little more basic, but there's a three part section that you need to have long-term, short-term and daily. Mm-hmm. Um, your daily actions have to align with your weekly, you know, yeah. weekly and your Your weekly have to align with your monthly, yearly, slash 10 year. And if you're not doing, you can never expect to be in 10 years what you're not willing to do today to get. It's just not going to happen. And I think a lot of people, there's this massive disconnect with what they want and what they do. It doesn't line up. So after you figure out what your goals are, if you're not aligning every single day with purpose, towards that goal, you're never going to achieve it. It's just not going to happen. So after you end up going through this thought process, truly identifying what it is that you can excel at, and what you want, and the goal, figuring out that financial vehicle, that's going to come later. You need to start taking action immediately every single day, because most of the time, you didn't, I didn't, most people don't stumble upon their winner, Number one, it Mm -hmm. takes time. Oh, this financial vehicle won't work. Oh, this one won't work, right? And the only way you can go through that discovery process is through action. And if you're not doing it every day, your feedback loops are huge. And so you're not creating a fast enough process and decades will blow by right before your eyes and you will never even. That's true all right hey everybody thanks i hope this was helpful a little different than most time me and rock uh are digging way way deep into processes and systems and things like that but this is super important we hope you like it once again if so help us out give us a five-star rating and and a good review guys we appreciate it greatly shoot us anything you want give us an email cashflowfreedom.com or go to the youtube channel and give us your feedback anything else you want us to talk about and we are happy to do so Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflowwiththenumber2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.